welcome back to the We Can Get Through This podcast. Yes, we can get through this. Hello, everyone. Hello, Phil. Hello, Eileen. And this is, would you believe it, this is episode 13. 13. Wow. So, a lot of superstition around the number 13. Some people can be a little bit um, fearful of it. Yes. Which is quite an interesting concept, isn't it, to be fearful of the number 13 so did you want to renumber this one 12a or <laughs> 14b mm, i think we might stick with 13 okay but it did make me think a little bit about why what is the superstition around the number 13 i'd be very interested to hear that indeed have you got any theories on it um i haven't really no well in my little bit of reading around the subject i think i've had a bit too much time on my hands really but one of the i thought this was quite interesting um mathematicians if you're of a mathematical mind and scientists apparently see the number 12 as a perfect number and actually the number 12 has been used for a lot of things isn't it like the calendar yes 12, 12 months, months. <clears throat> We have a 12-hour day. Yes. We used to measure in the old um, imperial measurements. Yes. 12 inches in a 12 foot. 12 inches in a foot. Indeed. So 12 was kind of seen as a perfect number. And that the number 13 following on from it was found to be lacking and unusual because it wasn't as... Ah, yes. Perfect a number. So when you say 12. when you say perfect, in what way do we consider twelve to be perfect? Oh, so I, I think purely on that basis that it was um, a, a useful number that was used for measurement for calendars and so on. But that's just a sort of construct, isn't it? Really, um, I would. When you think of twelve, mm. it's divisible by lots of other numbers. Divisible by two, or three, <laughs> four, six. True. But aren't most even numbers pretty divisible by lots of other numbers? <gasps> I think we're going off track here. We are. I'm not a ma- I this am is certainly not, not a mathematician. This is not the mathematics podcast. This is the well-being podcast. <laughs> I think we should leave maths to somebody else. But there are other theories around the number 13 um, for instance, that idea of um, the twelve apostles. Twelve apostles, it? absolutely yes. Indeed. And then the thirteenth guest at the Last Supper betrayed Jesus. Yes. So if you know, we've got so we've got maths coming into this idea of thirteen not being perfect. We've got religion coming into the idea of thirteen not being perfect. Um, any other notions of why 13 might not be perfect? No, they sound very feasible. So as I stand here with my umbrella up in my house, <laughs> under the ladder which I've just erected uh, against the wall, uh, and stroking a black cat that's just crossed my path, do you think 13's unlucky? Well, I'm hoping not. So, you know, you've you've taken all those risks, and that might actually be quite fearful for somebody to think about all those risks that you've taken um so not being uh dismissive of fears but what are your thoughts on those kinds of fears and phobias there is a lot of uh, coincidence 
in life, isn't there? Things sometimes happen to us and uh, I think sometimes we need to try to try, try in some way to make sense of what's going on in our lives. So uh, a superstition around a particular event is and probably what was and probably still is a fairly easy way um, to um, give or to try to impart some order into the world in terms of thinking that something's happened on the 13th or because it's number 13 whereas actually the reality is it probably would have happened anyway mm, good point yeah it's that making connections with something that you feel is tangible to explain yes. something that you otherwise find yes. inexplicable or don't like the more rational explanation for do you think and uh, i think it's a an important CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy Principle, where if you look for the negative in a situation, actively look and concentrate on the negative things, then you will find lots of negative things. Mm. But equally, if you look and try to find lots of positive things to outweigh the negative things in a situation, then equally you will be able to find some positive things. So to that extent, for all those people who've made a negative connection with the number 13, there will be many, 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 many more people who've had some positive event happen around the 13th or, the 13th or that involves the number 13. Um, but those things don't get kind of commented on or noticed that we outweigh the positives by... The negative indeed and you know how much i love cakes and bread and other things a baker's dozen oh yeah was always 13 <laughs> so maybe the number 13 isn't so bad after all and i know that this episode number 13 of the podcast is a really interesting episode this is i would say one of the best episodes <laughs> um one of the 13 best episodes I'm not ranking these at all. I think they're all great. They all have something to offer. They all have something that hopefully people can take away with them. And I agree. But it's good. It is good. Today we speak to Zoe. And um, it kind of follows on very smoothly from last week's episode where we met Rachel and Tom, who are in the design industry. Um branding industry. Zoe has actually uh, been our branding partner yes. or consultant. She wor our worked graphic on the designer. artwork, the graphic design indeed, for our podcast. <clears throat> so it's been really interesting to have a chat with her. So please take a look at the um, Instagram page. Yes. Where you'll see lots of Zoe's graphics which can be found at we can get through this pod indeed and um, have a look at the uh, websites and the uh, podcast sites where you can find our podcast including Google and Spotify and lots of other platforms because Zoe's artwork is very much to the fore in all of those situations so having flown over across the Atlantic last week. We're back a little bit closer to home yes. and very happy to introduce Zoe to our mystery, mystery voice. voice. Have a listen and enjoy. 
It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. Who are you and what do you do? Um, I am Zoe and I am a freelance graphic designer. Um, I run my own little design business called Unlock Media and that's what I do. What one thing are you most proud of and why? Um, God. <laughs> I'm quite proud of starting my own business. Um, it's only like really new to me, but it's been like a really big learning curve and I've done a lot of things that I probably never thought I could do, so I'm very proud of it. Brown sauce or tomato ketchup? Brown sauce. Tea or coffee? Coffee, definitely. <laughs> if you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be and why? Um, what would I change? I think, I think I would probably change, um, when I was younger I'd probably be less fearful of things and have a bit more confidence in myself to do things which I think is hard for young people but looking back it's easy to say that. (laughs) What's your favourite film? Quite a big Tarantino fan I'd probably say Pulp Fiction is my favourite film. What do you do to relax? Um, I quite like going for walks and we've got quite a lot of board games at home so that's quite a fun little way to relax I think. When you feel down, what do you do to cheer yourself up? Um, I quite like spending time with family and friends. I think I'm quite lucky to have a lot of happy people in my life that I can sort of go to when I'm not feeling too great. So probably, yeah, spend time with people. Seaside or countryside? Oh, um, countryside, I think. The sea's a bit scary, so... <laughs> Cake or pasty? Um, I think cake. What is your favourite mood-boosting food? Um, I've got quite a sweet tooth, so I do love just like a big bag of sweets. (laughs) What was the name of the last book you read? Um, I'm reading a book at the moment called Invisible Women. It's about um, the gender data gap. Um, it doesn't sound that exciting, but it's quite interesting for anyone. So It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. So, Zoe, hello. Hello. Lovely to see you. Yes, welcome. Welcome to the Thank podcast. Thank you. Ah, oh, good, and thank you for subjecting yourself to those mystery <laughs> questions <laughs> and the mystery voice. Yes. How did it feel? Uh, it was okay. It's under pressure, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone feels a little bit under pressure when they do yeah. this, but it's interesting to, to see what comes out of yeah, it, really. definitely. And clearly, you know, it's been a very eventful year for you, hasn't it? Yes, I think. yes, it has. Obviously, um, with COVID and everything going on, that's eventful in itself. I think I've had a few personal events as well. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So you mentioned to the Mystery Voice about having started up your own business yes. and becoming freelance. How has that been? Good, yeah. I think it was a bit scary at first because I did it during a pandemic, which seems a bit mm. strange, but um, it felt like the right time for me to do it. Um, I think a lot of people have probably found recently that um, they want to change their life or try something new. Um, so... That's sort of what I did, and it's going really well. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And we were delighted that you did our um, design yes. for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Which is what majorly has brought you to our attention, uh, <laughs> as well as other kind of connections. Yes. But the um, graphic design that you worked on for us was fantastic. Thank Absolutely. you. And it's an interesting thing that you say about um, starting things up in this sort of time when it's difficult to sort of yeah. uh, necessarily think that this is a good time to do things. Because there was in our last episode, uh, one of our guests there was saying that you need to sort of seize on the things that you want to do, you know, your passions and to, to do the things that you want to He was talking about getting a dog, wasn't he, I think? Yes. Yeah. Tom. And, um, you can you know, put up barriers to yes. things and find reasons not to do it. Which I guess in the middle of a pandemic, there might have been lots of reasons why not to make that yeah. change. Pandemic's today. a pretty good barrier, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's one once in a hundred year event. But yeah. you went for it. And yeah, you decided. I think, I think it sort of makes you think like, you know, something as big and bad as that can happen. Then you sort of assess yourself a bit, don't you? And think, oh, do I want to do what I'm doing? Am I happy? And I think it's, it's almost a better mm. time than ever to do it. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Rising to that challenge. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting your w- word and your message out there. So. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's all part of getting through it, isn't it? The day that we can get through this <laughs> in the way that we feel is going to be most helpful to us at the end of the day. Yeah. And I just was fascinated by your designs for us and oh, how quickly you kind of came to interpret the messages that yeah. we wanted to convey. Um, obviously, you know, it's something you've been doing that's your career isn't it but um anything you'd like to say about the creative process (laughs) yeah um, I get to work with quite a lot of different businesses and people and um I think every time I do something it's always different so Mm. just speaking to people to start off with is always a good start and sort of seeing what their business or their um thing is about um and seeing how I can interpret that and then I kind of go away and come up with my ideas and see what mm. where it goes from there but yeah I think I have to find that really hard coming up with something original every time yeah you know, once, once you've got something that you think has been really good for one person you'd want to sort of recreate it wouldn't you do you yeah. find that's a hard thing to do come up coming yes. up with original ideas for every person who comes to you? sometimes yeah but I think um everyone is just so different and when you sort of initially speak to people they always say different things and it, I think in a creative brain it just makes you think of different things or you get inspired by something that they say so it's sort of just I don't know it just happens yeah. right. <laughs> and I think um, you know, I have followed a little bit of your career on your Instagram yes. posts so seeing the different way you've interpreted and Obviously, different kinds of organisations have contacted you, haven't they? Commercial, us as a third yes. sector, charity section, um, but lots of other organisations as well. So I guess each one individually is quite... Um, has different demands, different... Yeah, so yeah, it must definitely. help 
give that creative yeah play. it sort of guides you into the sort of theme or style yeah. that they want and then yeah so yeah. put my own stamp on everything so yeah. i've got to ask you about the name i'm afraid <laughs> you've got to tell me where that comes from uh, yeah um so my name is zoe obviously but um my little e on my name has an umlaut on it and <laughs> i i sort of wanted to uh, call it something a bit different rather than zoe design or whatever um so I think that's something that was a bit unique to me and kind of yeah. played on that a bit. So that's where it comes from. Oh, it's it brilliant. And it kind of actually gives it a very international feel yeah. as well, doesn't yeah, it? Because umlaut isn't a kind of British word, no, is it? No. But, you know, if you did German at school or something, it's something you were always told to don't forget your umlauts. Yeah. <laughs> so but I, I bet, think that's a really catchy name. Yeah. But I bet for the past 20 years, every time you've asked, been asked to spell your name, you said yeah. it's Zoe with an umlaut. Yeah. Is it on the E or the O? I'm sorry, I'm showing my ignorance now, my apologies. (laughs) (laughs) So, have you ever, sort of during that initial phase of setting up in business on your own, were there moments of, oh my goodness, what have I done? Or Yeah, definitely. I think when I started, I sort of had... Um, so I spent a lot of time planning it, mm. sort of, um, and I had like a bit of a savings. Mm. Um, so I sort of thought, well, I've got that to get me through like so many months. Mm. Um, and then it was like, oh, I hope it goes well after that. But it has just kept sort of coming and I'm quite lucky. I've got quite a few people that I work with in the design industry um, who've been giving me advice and things like that. Mm. So that's been really nice. Um but yeah, it's just taking it as it comes a little bit and mm. it's going well so far. Excellent, so. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Really good. Um, I was also aware, and I don't. I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, that you did have a little hospital stay during this yes. recent months, didn't you? And, you know, there's a lot... Again, I'm going on a totally different direction, but there's a lot of, I guess... Um, news information about people not going for hospital appointments not being treated for other conditions because Mm. of covid but you actually got to a situation where you had to go to hospital yes do you mind telling us a bit about that and how that was yes so um i was i was unwell for a few weeks um don't really know well i didn't really know at the time what it was and it got to a point where um i went to see my doctor um which was um like a bit different in the times mm. at the minute but I was able to go and see them which was great mm. and they were great and uh had some tests done and the same day they rang me up and said oh you need to go to hospital oh, <laughs> I was goodness. like what yeah. um so I was in a bit of a panic I think and mm. um yeah it was quite scary because nothing like that's ever happened to me before um it was all non-covid mm. related um mm. but um yeah they sort of rang me and said oh you need to go to hospital, do you need um do you need an ambulance to come and get you or can you get there? And it was like, oh just panic. Um yeah. and I think I was quite panicked because I was due to be a bridesmaid at my mm. sister's wedding mm. in three or four days' time after mm. that. So I think I was just like, oh um oh. and I, I rang my sister in tears, like, I need to go to hospital, I don't know what to do. Um and it was it was a really scary time and um everything's fine now obviously um but yeah it was really scary and you can't go in with anyone at the minute um mm. which is uh mm. 
um obviously at times like that you sort of look to people to support you and go in with you but um you can't go in so you have to go in on your own and um it is frightening obviously with covid and stuff but um everyone who worked there made me feel uh, really looked after and really safe and that was really nice mm. so yeah crikey it's an important i mean message isn't it as well at just this moment in time that there are people obviously maybe listening to this podcast who have conditions that they yeah. may need help with or, or medical attention for who may equally be feeling the same as you were feeling at that time in terms of worried about going to the hospital yeah. or what might what they might face and having to go on their own and that sort of thing yeah but the important message is obviously that to do it and to make sure that you're getting the treatment that you need yeah yeah absolutely um it is you know obviously scary but um yeah everyone who works at the hospital is you know really careful and really safe and you yeah you do get made to feel like you're safe and looked after and um yeah mm. i think they're all working really hard at the moment so wow and that is all credit to you you know to go through that i think it's it's scary in normal times to yes. feel like, oh my goodness, I've got to go to hospital and they're, you know, they're offering me an ambulance and that can be pretty yeah. horrifying. So Thanks. given the, you know, how you've described the COVID situation plus the impending wedding, you know, to yeah. get through that and come out the other side of it, to be able to talk about it be able to kind of smile yeah <laughs> um, you know it really does give that message of optimism that yeah. you've got to go through you know these difficult times happen yeah and while they're tough at the time and may bring up emotional kind of memories here you are the other side of it yes. and doing Get well <laughs> getting through it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. What was there anything in particular that helped you get through that phase or um I think the people that I have in my life family and um my boyfriend Alex is very supportive um yeah, it was just it was very scary and worrying, but yeah, having people who um look out for you like that is really nice, mm. so yeah, given you mentioned yeah. wedding as well, yes. and again. Uh, I think we talked about this in a previous episode about celebrations taking a very different form at the moment and that everything's been scaled down. Um, But I imagine, given that picture you've created of having had health news, a bit (laughs) shocking, then going to your sister's wedding as a bridesmaid and actually, you know, being there how how did that feel it must have been a very special time I imagine yeah yeah I think um there was probably a lot of stress um for the bride and groom leading up to it obviously sort of it's very uncertain at the moment um not knowing whether or not it would go ahead and how many people would be able to come um but they were able to have a wedding with 15 people um and it was a really really nice day it was um yeah it was just really lovely very emotional very happy um, it went really well for them, I think. <laughs> I, think they, I think they're happy. So, um, yeah, overall, it was really nice. And I think once they got there and um, they were able to have their day, um, obviously, COVID um, safely, um, yeah, it was just really nice. It was really nice to have something like that at the end of such a, a hard year. Um, 
yeah, who's just really happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you've given what you've just said, you've experienced most of the things that have really had to change in, over the course of the last 12 months. Of you've just experienced, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Having to go to hospital, having a wedding that's an, yeah, unusual, yeah. an unusual event, given you know what we have to do now and the social dis- distancing and that sort of thing. So. I think I'm going to throw another one in the mix because I have a feeling... Did you move during this year? Yes, well? yeah. <laughs> we moved house um, during the first um, wave. Um, my boyfriend um, was moving jobs, so we had to move. Um, he was moving from Blackpool to Chester. Um, so he just needed to be closer to his new work. Mm. Um, so it was sort of a thing that we had to do. Um, it's quite stressful because you can't, you couldn't mm. have anyone help. <laughs> we had mm. all this stuff to move and it was just like... <laughs> was going up and down the motorway yeah, like trying to get it all done but yeah. yeah yeah another thing that's changed this year yeah but, yeah but a good move positive yes. step yeah positive step um new jobs new location and um, we're closer to sort of friends and family that we were a bit further away from which has been nice um although we've not really been able to see <laughs> them that much but yeah you yeah. know they're there though that's the thing yeah isn't exactly not far away. that's it <laughs> So how do you feel about the coming year? <laughs> um, I feel optimistic about um, my business. I feel excited about that. Um, don't really have anything like particularly to do to look forward to, which I think everyone's experiencing is quite strange. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel happy and. Positive, positive about everything. It can't, it can't get much worse. So. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Are there any particular projects that you're working on that you're allowed to share with us, or is it all um, a little bit? Yeah, I'm working on a few exciting ones. Um, at the moment, I've recently taken on um a letting agent in Chester, um mm. Central Urban Living. So mm. working on some exciting branding and um, potentially some more bits after that. Um, I'm working on a branding project as well for a um a non profit organisation who, um, sort of work with people with disabilities to um give them confidence in themselves, which is really yeah, nice. So that's a really enjoyable one. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what I've got going on at the moment. So. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Good work going on there. I know you mentioned that you quite like playing board games (laughs) which I think I've recently started enjoying a few more games um yeah I guess it's sort of you know long dark evenings and it's easy to sit in front of the television or something but um from time to time we've actually had a few game sessions haven't we yes I think Eileen enjoys them because she beats me every time (laughs) (laughs) I take no pleasure in beating you not if it's too easy (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, Scrabble, I think I thrashed you. <laughs> least, the least said, soon it's mended there, I think. So what's your favourite board game, Zoe? Um, so we have quite a big collection oh. because um, my partner is quite into the hobby. Um, she's got some quite weird and wonderful ones, but I personally enjoy the classics and mm. the sort of smaller party games and things like that you can play with lots of people yeah i don't think i have a particular favorite i'm not i don't i don't win very often <laughs> so um i just enjoy taking part excellent <laughs> excellent yeah. that's it it's not about the winning. and me Zoe. that's yeah, exactly, exactly where i'm at that's exactly where i'm at i'm totally um, totally in tune with you there definitely. <laughs> 
Zoe, thanks ever so much for joining us today. I, we are doing this socially distanced in a kind of um, outdoor, indoor space in Chester. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. You have had a very tough and exciting year, yeah. I think it's fair <laughs> to say. But you are a great example of someone who's got through it, come out the other side is developing so much sort of positivity for the future as well. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thank you very thank much. You. Yes, thank and you very much. All the best for the future. You too. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay, Phil, so you ready for a little bit of ukulele for us? I think I am. Yes, I'm ready. And I think I heard you practicing earlier and it sounded to me like you might be doing a little bit of a sing-along as well i think i'm going to try a little bit of a sing-along today sing-along yes. and i think you're going to be playing for us that old beatles classic let it be it's let it be by the beatles excellent so here we go starting with the intro two three four